You, you have to pay your dues. And if you don't, you're not going to get there. And you can't just point at the pork tornadoes and say, well, fuck those guys. You know, they're a fucking cover band and they're, they're playing these big gigs. And who are they, you know, sucking off? Who are they paying? And I hear that shit all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And I just, I'm guilty of it. I'm like, why don't they this? Or why don't, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong with people? Like, why don't they go see that band? Because they were awesome, you know? And Seth just looks over me and says, they don't know you a fucking thing. Spoken, I have been in this The reason I want you here is because you are outspoken. You know, like, I have very unpopular opinions. Which fits in so well with my new segment. <laughs> this is amazing. Unpopular opinions. Oh, it's true. Well, here we are, episode number 32 of the Cedar Rapids Music Scene Podcast. My name is Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornadoes, co-host... Producer AJ Venz, Wolf Den Wears, Howdy, Friendly Fire on Wolfpack Productions. Yes, still waiting for that fourth one. I might have more coming for you actually okay. in the near future. Do you want me to start talking gonna... about like your daily job that you work as well? No. Like, okay, then, then <laughs> it's we. It's not as interesting. You you hook me up with the fourth one. I'll rock and roll right. with the next time. All right, sounds uh, good. Cool. And our 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 awesome guest today. I've been trying to get this man in the studio for a while. I've had some ideas, but it just feel it just felt right this week. Josh Ross, <laughs> thanks for coming to the studio today, bud. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. Thanks for bringing the beers. We yeah, got absolutely. some pseudo sues. I'm going to crack mine open real you quick. You can't go wrong with a good can of pseudo sue. Well, I didn't know what you guys like, so I brought, you know, something that I like and then some Corona that's, you know, light. You can't go wrong with that. I like right. Corona, though. I, I did like Corona, so. man. It's my stage beer. Oh, is it really? It's my that? stage mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like, no matter what you know, like, yeah. this is just what I'm going to take on stage with. Yep. I, I make sure to take Corona on because it's pretty light and easy going, and and yeah. so I can and I can drink it in between sets. Yeah. You don't want an IPA songs. up on stage, right? No. Like, you get hammered up there. Right. <laughs> and, and every bar is going to have that beer right. for the so most like, part. So you can it's always there. do that. Well, Josh, That's what's right. your stage go to? My drink? stage go to is right now. It's Summer Shandy. Ooh. In the summertime, yeah. That's I just want a light, easy drinker. Maybe a can. Um, no, I'll just go with a pint or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even a bottle, whatever. doesn't matter. I think I do, um, yeah, for the most, in the wintertime, I'm more of a Guinness guy. In summer, I think I'd go, I think I'd be a Corona with There we go. AJ, (laughs) tripping over the microphone. Do you, uh, Josh, do you believe in, uh, taking shots of liquor when you play music? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's sort of a tradition to have a shot before you go on stage. I totally agree I with you. I just think it warms up the vocal cords. Yep. It loosens everybody up. I Yo. think it's, I don't know, I, I, I think that's a very important pro- step in the process of playing a gig. <laughs> When's the last time you played a show that you were totally sober at? 
I totally, <laughs> totally, totally sober. sober or totally smashed. I think there's a. <laughs> it's a, it's actually a, you're right. It's a yeah. It's a balancing act. You kind of have to have that sweet spot like the whole show. It's like bowling. You know, like <laughs> like the more I drink when I bowl, the better I get. But yeah. then there's this cliff that 100%. if you take mm-hmm. one sip mm-hmm. too many, you are you off are the done. cliff. And I think music is the exact same way. Absolutely. And so now that I don't like I've got a big boy job and I don't play for a living anymore. It's different for me. Like my my teetering point is is different now. So like there have been times in the past where I used to just drink so much yeah. and, and, it, didn't, it, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. And I get to play a whole show and let, like I'm drinking beer for beer with my friends. They're all wasted and I'm up there singing and playing <laughs> and it's like great. But nowadays it's not the same anymore. So I have caught myself off guard before and just got a little too drunk. Just a, yeah, just a, just a little smidge, too yeah. much where you felt it. You go, no, 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 I'm no. I'm just like, ooh, got to stop drinking. Let's have water now. So if you see me drinking water up there, you know that I hit that point. Like, don't buy me a shot. <laughs> don't freaking say, let's go do shots or let's Did have a beer. I, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, maybe I've said this before, but we noticed that, uh, especially when we're doing a lot of bar gigs, when people can just walk up with shots and drinks, that that we were back in the day, five, six years ago. I mean, we were crushed like ten shots of Jameson a piece, ten beers oh a piece God. in a three hour in a three yeah. hour moment of time, but yet still like pretty good buzz. I feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you forget that you're you're working this off, like you're actively calisthenics i mean yep. you're you're working you're you're thinking you're doing stuff yeah. but then we would go out like a weekend where we didn't have a show and we would try to recreate that and, and we're all puking and throwing up yeah it's but crazy when you're up there moving around it's how much you can take it, it really is, is i used to wear a i used to wear like a fitbit or whatever when i drum and i would i would have higher heart rate for longer periods of time than if i were doing i had a personal trainer at the time an hour spent in the gym, like hard personal training versus an hour on stage. My heart rate was, was higher on stage. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. longer periods of time. I mean, it's, it's intense. What makes we do sense. up there. I think that mm-hmm. also has to do like the adrenaline maybe. Yep. A little bit yeah. More. You think like so? A, and stuff like that too, for, you know, maybe I, I maybe me, adrenaline probably has something to do with pumping your heart a little bit yeah. more and yeah. Keeping you going. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You can do it. Yeah. You can make it through the four-hour set that you're supposed to play. You can do it. I need to pretend I'm on stage when I'm working out. Then maybe I'd actually work out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're lifting instruments and gear and beers to your mouth. So that's, that's true. Gear you know, and beers. That's right. <laughs> I do lift. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, I'm glad you made it to the episode. What we kind of do is uh, we like to start it off just getting to know you a little bit better. I know a lot of people know you. Um, from your contributions to the scene and, and being a part of the Facebook group and everything. But tell tell me, tell us how you even came about to get a love for music and how you started playing music. Ooh. So my my family wasn't musically inclined whatsoever. Like my you know, my father and my mom, they weren't into music. I don't know when it happened. I think a buddy of mine back in, you know, the middle school days showed me one song and, and so, okay, my musical taste came from my older sister, right? So I was, I was like the middle kid and my sister was in choir, you know, and she liked a lot of pop music. So she's listening to like Mariah Carey and, like you know, junk like that. Yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. And so I had some buddies and my friend was like, oh, you got to hear this song. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't really know anything other than like, you know, boy bands and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever's so, on the radio. 
He played me Black Hole Sun from Soundgarden, and that changed my world. Like, from that point on, I just couldn't get enough. Like, I just, I I sought out all the rock and roll that I could find. And so, of course, 90s rock, like, that's my thing. I love it. I grew up listening to that. And But I didn't get that from my folks or or anyone else. And so ever since then, I, I just sort of, that tweaked my ear, you know? And that's where I just got the bug. So I didn't get like the Beatles influence and, and you know, you know, Skinner and like all these old like, you know, classic rock from my folks. 90s, this is just all 90s. And that's where my musical journey began. And so then, you know, in high school, then there was some buddies like, oh, you know, I just got a guitar for my birthday. You know, let's go. Let's start a band. And then I just started playing music and just learning how to do that all on my own. And I never took lessons or anything like that. But no. so then I just it was a passion ever since high school. I'm 36 years old now and still going strong with it. I don't think it'll ever end. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been in a lot of bands and then I moved to Cedar Rapids in like 2008. Which is probably about when I met you, mm-hmm. probably. Man, I hit it hard. Like I just came in here with guns blazing. I was like, I'm going to be like, let's play some music. You know, let me meet all the musicians in town. I want to meet everybody. And yeah, I'm just going out to bars every every single night pretty much. Getting out there, meeting a bunch of folks and... That's how I jumped into this scene, like, head first, man. Where did you come from? San Antonio, Texas. That's right. I knew. I couldn't remember where it was. It was Texas. So you moved here in 2008 just by yourself, or was that a family thing? No, I just came out here. My my mom moved out here, so I just kind of followed after a little while um, just to help out with things. But, uh, yeah, and then, then I... Like shortly after I got here, I actually lost my job and um, I decided to go ahead and just play music for a living. For full time. And then I, I did that for a very long time until I got a real gig. So this was, <laughs> like this was 2008, 2009. Yeah, about 2009 to 2012. That was just full, you were a full time musician at that point. 12, when, 13, yeah, yeah. When people full-time. said, hey, what do you do? I you fucking said, loved I'm a it. musician. And can I curse on this? Oh, oh, hell yeah. Right. Okay. Fucking hell I, yeah, man. I absolutely, I miss it. I miss being able to say, like, you're just out and you meet somebody for the first time. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a musician. You, know? you, look, like, you look like you're it, in a band and you're a rock star. Well, it, I am. Turns out. I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you, like, the, the satisfaction that I got from being able to say that. It is so amazing. And I just wish that I, I honestly wish I could say that now again. But, you know, there, you know, life gets thrown at you and you, you got to do different shit. But what what took you out of being a full time? So I, I sort of eased out of it. Right. So um, I started working just during the day and then gigging at night. And then I was like, man, I'm making like all this money, like, yeah. you know, cash at night, all my gigs. And then Plus day salary, job. day job. And then I saw an opportunity with that job. And I was like, dude, I'm going to start my own business. So I'd started my own business and that just takes a lot of time. Oh, God, and, you know, me. so I got, I kind of like slowly phased out of the playing the music and just really focusing on that. But now like just for the last year, I, I jumped back in like my business to the point now where, okay, now, I can kind of play kind around of a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. And so now I'm really getting back into it. And um, it's freaking awesome because before I was a solo musician, only played by myself, right? right? Acoustic right. only. And, uh, you know, I, I dabbled. I had a, a drummer that would come out and, and, oh, and who, play with who me. was that? Derek Klinkenborg. Yes. Yeah, he's so a good dude. So that was like, yeah, 2010, 2011. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so we, it was just like and a duo. It was duo. just you two. It was yeah. acoustic guitar and drums. Yeah. Which is yeah. surprising when you've got <laughs> a, a rhythmic acoustic guitar player like right, you are right. and a good drummer. 
it works really well. Yeah, and like, we didn't really feel really the need. Well. We didn't feel the need to like add another guitar, or bass, or anything. It was just like, yeah, exactly. Because my style is very percussive. Because I, you know, I'd always have to play just solo gigs. So you sort you of have to. Space. You can't just play. And that's the thing with acoustic players, man. It's like some of them don't get. You, you, you have to like fill that void somehow, you know. And adapting and becoming more of a percussive acoustic player is like a really good way to do that yeah. or like you know you see i see a lot of videos now going viral and and, and things of those dudes that like tap on the on the um, body of the guitar and like do all this crazy Glasses, picking shit and like they're just turning the acoustic into a totally different instrument it's, it's nuts but like stuff like that you know you have to do something i mean looper pedals too will, will get you there but yeah, man. Who was so. that guy? I'm actually pulling it up on my iTunes. Andy McKee. Andy McKee. Yeah. That's who I was. Do you remember yeah. that? Like, yes. He was yes. the first guy that seemed to break through mm-hmm. a little bit when yeah. it came to that ridiculous. Yeah, that's. Absolutely. I'm Man, when that came out, I was like, I didn't even know you could. Like, and I didn't You're even think you could do, do that. that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, now there's like a flood of those dudes. Like, yeah, yeah, like even crazy. like, uh, would you call like, uh, like even like Casey Harris, or not Casey Harris, um, who, who am I thinking of? I know um, who you're thinking of. It's K- not Casey uh, Harris. No, and my Casey. apologies, man. Like I'm, uh, I don't have the internet pulled up here. Sean, my man Sean's going to yell at me. Sean's going to yell at us. <laughs> yeah. Casey, we know who you are. Yes. You're the man. Uh, but yeah, where you're starting to see a lot more of the mm-hmm. one-man solo act, the looper type stuff. Well, there's a dude in town, uh, oh, Jason of, Ray Brown, the one-man yeah, oh, man. band man I or wouldn't something. even like... He's not even using pedals. Like he's where's playing. He, yeah, drums. where's he been, dude? He doesn't play that much around here anymore. Jason, did he move or something? As far as I knew, I used to know Jason from uh, West Music. I worked at West Music in like two thousand three, four, and five in yeah. in, in Coralville. So if you yeah. ever went in there, you weren't here yet. But no. I was the one sitting in the drum room plugging my ears because I had a hangover and some kids <laughs> banging on cymbals. But he uh, he went real hardcore for a long time, and I I thought I guess a couple of years ago he just stopped. Yeah, he just said I'm done. But I heard recently from a friend that he's kind of getting back into. I it. saw something just recently, not not too long ago, that I, you know he had a gig somewhere, and I didn't really see where or what. But I was like, oh man, for, where the hell was that? Where'd he go? For for those of you who don't know Jason Ray <laughs> Brown, he literally would be sitting at a drum set. He had like kick yep. drum, snare drum, hi hat pedals. He had all these pedals yeah. that were hitting actual drums. Then he'd yeah. have what. Like electric, get, guitar yeah, electric guitar with keyboards. Yeah, man, that dude is crazy. Really? If you yeah, were, had awesome. your back to him, you would think there's three to four dudes playing. Yeah, it was great. Wow. And you turn around and it's just him. Jesus. That's do you awesome. do yeah. you wish uh, uh, Casey Klein? By the way, Casey Klein. Yep, Casey Klein. Yeah, I'm so dude, sorry. I not, know a Casey Harris. That's I why let I said that go. I had oh, to make that's sure what you're talking about. Yeah, I know Casey Klein. He just moved by me. He's like two two streets down from my house. Yeah, he's hustling. That dude is doing it right. He's doing like what you were doing in 2008, just like full blown. Yes, he's getting out exactly. Yep. Do you yep. think that's a young man's game? It is, man. And oh uh, man, if you continue that, like I, I think it just gets better and better, and you can do more and more. But for me, it's you know, like I had my own business, and that d- demanded a lot of attention. So I went a different route. But man, if if he keeps going, like the sky's the limit, really. Honestly, I mean, because you you're just doing something a little bit different. You, yeah. You're not doing, mm-hmm. you know, oh, here we go, right? The cover band thing yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the original rock band or, or, or whatever, man. You're like acoustic. It's just you. And you, and there's so many dynamics that you can do, you know, and he's got his freaking double neck, you oh, know, 12 God. string yeah. like that. And he, yeah. he, he'll, he'll throw it behind his net, you know, behind his head and play behind his head and everything. And the loop pedal, I mean, yeah, just Don't to, you kind of wish that was that? maybe around back? I mean, it, it kind of oh, was back yeah, in 2008, yeah. 
but like to the extent of what how the how it's being are, used nowadays, yeah. Right. Do you think totally you would have gone gone down that hole? Do you think? I think I would have. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, and and honestly, I was thinking about getting one at that point in time. I just started getting into pedals, so yeah. I got a vocal harmonizer yep. pedal, and like it, it has some other effects. Out. Yeah. And so I I got into that, but then of course I I dipped out of the scene. But and so now I'm using it, and it's fun because like with my full band, um, you know, I use the vocal pedal, and it's uh, like just a harmony pedal and uh, I added some delay on some other stuff too but uh, we played with a couple of other bands and like hey you know what what were you doing like yeah. we heard something like and it was really cool but like we're just looking for it now so I mean you know any kind of extra little thing you can add to your totally. show like that's it, it just it, shows it, a little more professionalism too that you spent yeah, a little yeah. bit of money you spent some time to learn this to get this in Incorporated yeah, and in use it and use it right. It. Yeah. Well, and but okay, I have to say though, you know, for for people listening, when it comes to pedals, vocal style pedals especially, you can go overboard. Like there is a wrong way to do it. Yes. And yeah. like when you hit that damn thing and it's on all fucking night. That's that's not the intended seven use. Seven part harmony no. the entire night. Yeah, we yeah. get it. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> a single acoustic I have guitar heard with it. a seven part harmony. <laughs> I have heard it and it's god awful. It's so, not so good. The, and, and I'm not a guitar player, but uh, I know what you're talking about. So the proper way is to pop it on in the perfect moments and then mm -hmm. pop it back off. Right? Yes, During yes, the songs. yes. Would that be the proper way? Well, well, the proper way, yeah, exactly. Like, use it where it needs to be used. I mean, where naturally you would have, like, a backup singer, right? Think about that. Right. But some dudes will leave that thing on the whole fucking song, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I this. I'm this gonna is use it. ridiculous. Like, it's not, that's not good. It's not making you sound any better. It's actually making you sound worse when you just over, you know, overly use those effects. It's not making you sound any better. It's making you sound <laughs> Yeah. yeah, any better. It sounds like a weird fifth <laughs> harmony type thing going on. We don't oh, know what's going. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question then, because this is this is kind of interesting to me because I had a similar moment, but just at a different time. Like I I was in music in this area from '96 to like mm -hmm. 2006, yep. and then I cold turkey was done. Just said, well, I'm an adult now. I don't play music anymore, sure. right? And then I got back in in like uh, 2008 to 2009. Um, now, granted, I was doing some different things in 2008 and 2009 than I was in early 2000s, but to me, it everything felt different now. Like, I was out for two years, and now it's like, oh, man, like, I don't even know who this band is. And, yes. And like, who are these people? Did you have that same yes, kind of moment? Yes, exact, exact same experience, man. Because now, and, okay, so let's go back to my glory days, right, in Cedar Rapids. What's your, where, what's the best year oh of your life God, in Cedar Rapids? 2011? No, this, it'd be a stretch of time where, well, maybe not the first couple years when I started playing, like, full-time. Yeah. But the last two, two maybe two years or so of it, oh man, it was okay. You were so quite a bit, man. yeah. And you know, it, it's a good feeling when you go out. Well, my wife, my girlfriend back then, um, did not did not like this. But like anywhere you go, restaurant, go out to the mall, like hey Josh Ross, you hey, know, I like know I you. fucking love that. And you know, whatever, man, I don't care what anybody says. It's it's cool. It is freaking cool when somebody recognizes you outside of a gig, and and then you don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> you know, it's who like was that? I don't it know. was like yeah, exactly. I'd go, yeah. I, my wife would be like, "Who who was that?" I'm like, oh, "I have no clue." Like, but you know what? It's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm glad you. And I was always cool about it. Like, man, please come back out to another show. Yes, like, you're I not fucking bad. love it. Oh no, but uh, you know, and I'd be outside like at my fucking parents' house. I remember one time. We were like gardening or something, and somebody drives down the street. Like this, I, I don't live in that area, right? 
Josh Ross, like honking the horn, like driving down the fucking road. Like, wow. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we go out to dinner and shit, and like it, it kind of got annoying to my folks and my my girlfriend. But I fucking loved it. Well, you dude, know, like, I, but so, it's different now, though. I, nobody knows me, and I don't know them because I'm just getting back into the scene again. And so, like, okay, I know I yeah, cut you no, off for no, a second go ahead. there. No, you're all right. But when I first got, so my band's called The Want, yes, right? Josh Ross and The no, Want. No, not anymore. Oh, sorry, it's I just know, The Want. No, it's The Want. Because You've taken your name yes, off? Yes, because of I was like, all right, let me ride, let me ride the wave, right? Let me ride the yeah. wave of, like, the Josh Ross thing. But nobody knows who I am anymore right. <laughs> because I've been away for so long. And it's like, let's drop that Josh Ross because that's kind of ridiculous. Like, the who the hell is this Josh Ross guy? And so, yeah, let's be the band. And so it, we dropped that after, like, the third show. And I was like, nobody's coming to see Josh Ross. They're, they they want to see the want. And so, you know, it was kind of like a bittersweet thing. I'm like, all right, well, let's let, go, let that go. But Start you know. again, though. I mean, like, Absolutely, it, exactly. there's, there's some joy in building it. Because when, mm-hmm. when you were experiencing these super great highs and everyone knows who you are, the reason it felt so good is because you worked your fucking ass off to get there. I did. I was going out every night and getting drunk with people that have been to the shows yeah. and like you, but you go out to the bars, right. And the venues and you see the same yep. drunken assholes yep. like everywhere <laughs> you go in this town. It's not a big town. It's really no. not that big. And so you see those people and they're like, let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a shot. And I would buy them drinks Correct. and I would buy them shots. Like that was never like, no, let me get that yes. for you let me instead of let you buy me a drink because they remember that man. And you make that connection with one fucking dude and he's going to bring all this oh this guy's so cool we're going to go see a show and that's kind of how I marketed myself like I was I was going out literally every when I played full time every night of the week I was going out to a bar and it's it's not because I was an alcoholic I was networking I was you know getting out there meeting people shaking hands you know that's how you do it that's how I made it like into what it was you know you you said it perfectly this is not this is this is a town of what two hundred fifty thousand people in the greater not metro area, big. but also like kind of second biggest town in Iowa, but also not that big because there is a person you need a personal connection, and people have always said, "Oh, like pork tornadoes, like look at that, they just show up and they start playing four thousand. Like, no, we've been here for a long time, and yeah, we've been trying while, to man. make personal <laughs> connections with fans and people for a long fucking time. Yep. And it goes a long way when you actually take the time to say hi to somebody or buy them a drink or just say, you know what, hey, I know you I know you don't have any cash tonight. Here's a shirt. Here's a koozie. Like, oh, man, I always do shit, shit like that. Man. Yeah. yeah. You, you, and why don't you? I, I think, all right, so, like, when I first started, um, you know, replying and and, and – and writing on the um, the Cedar Mat- uh, Cedar Cedar Rapids music scene, yeah, <laughs> um, I would like you see all the shit that people people are writing, and they're just like it's going in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You know, when when you try to say like it takes time, you got to cut your teeth, you have to fucking earn this shit. Like the the people don't owe us anything. They don't owe us shit. You know, and and my my bass player Seth Thorpe, awesome Seth. fucking bass he's player. Been he's, he's been around for a probably while. Probably one of the more knowledgeable he always guys says in that there. shit. Yeah, he's always like, you know what? They don't owe you a fucking thing no. because I'll, I'm guilty of it. I'm like, why don't they this or why don't you know what's 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 wrong with people? Like, why don't they go see that band because they were awesome? You know, and, and Seth just looks over me and says, 
they don't owe you a fucking thing. But you know, and that's how it goes, man. And, um, it, it, the more that the, the younger musicians and not younger as an age, but younger, like as newer. in newer bands yeah. that had just formed and everything, they need to understand that shit because you, you have to pay your dues. And if you don't, you're not going to get there and you can't just point at the pork tornadoes and say, well, fuck those guys. You know, they're a fucking cover band and they're, they're playing these big gigs and who are they, you know, sucking off who are they paying and i hear that shit all the time and i just so i have a unique position because i'm on both sides of the aisle man like i played covers for a long ass time that was kind of your main jam for a little while there wasn't it that was that was how i made my money i played covers and i snuck in my originals sure um but you know i i did that so long and then you know now i'm in an original band all original and it's different but i get the artistic aspect of it totally. but i but it's a business are we not in the music business and the music industry it's business so you got to like you there's there's a way to do it and like all these younger bands are like well, i don't know i just don't understand why why these guys get this or these guys get that gig or, or these guys get this much money you have to look at that and really listen. And that's why this forum was created, right? Like to help the community in general. To just talk, man. You're and absolutely just, right. And just have these conversations. But every time that there's a really good topic that's brought up on, on this forum, it just turns to shit. And what you see is all the, the younger musicians, and again, not age, but no, course, younger yeah. musicians, um, they just go on this tangent, like tantrum, like and just start just spewing a bunch of bullshit and then the people that actually have something to offer that we should maybe listen to because they've fucking been around it just they don't and they and they stop offering up their advice and they stop yeah. because there's some there's some old dogs on that group like Burke Hoover's a part of it you we know there's a, like there's much. a bunch of dudes on on that forum that have like so much knowledge and so much information well, to give and no one fucking listens to them. And it's just a shame. But that's why, that's why I've been hand selecting people like yourself and Brooke and like trying to get them on here. Cause this is like, you can't get interrupted here. Like you have to right. listen to this. Right. Sure. You have to listen to what people are saying. And it's, it's totally true, man. Like this is, this is a music business and I've said it so many times before. I got crucified for it once before by saying, like, listen. I've been to, man. I've been, I've done it. I've created art for myself. I've created music, original music, to try to get it to the masses. And I've, I've toured and I've done everything. And my, if, I died, if I died four years ago, I'd be like, man, my music life was pretty cool. I'm a lucky guy. Like, I got to do this. But the one thing I never really got to do was uh, more of a success. Like, play shows in front of a lot of people that gave a shit. And like, so I made the choice to say, this is the route I want to go. You don't have to make that choice. You don't have to make that choice. You guys can do whatever you want. I'll support you in any decision you make. But it's just funny because you can't say that you're making original music just for the art of it, but then be mad that nobody likes it. Like, yeah, that's, that's the what, thing, man. That's it's what like, bothers me. Look, you want to... Okay, cool. You can make music for the love of it, right? Go fucking play oh, in yeah. your garage. Go play for your fucking friends at a basement show or whatever. Awesome. But... When you want to go out into the world, into the real world, and you want to go book a show and fucking get paid for it, well, then guess what? Now, 
it has become a business. Yes, and there are things in business that you have rules that you have to follow. So don't fucking get all butt hurt if, you know, no one comes to your fucking show. Did you advertise? You know, did you do what you needed to do to get people in the door? Did you write shitty music? Okay, cool. Well, that's the thing. People aren't like just because you create something doesn't mean and you're passionate about it does not mean that mean everyone that else is going to fucking love it. Yeah, your mom might. Great. Good for you. Your she mom and dad might tell too. you like, dude, I got a funny fucking story. Don't let me forget. <laughs> let's let's look back to that. Funny story. Funny story. Yes, about my mom. Write this down right here. All right. But, but it doesn't mean that, you know, anybody uh, and again, going back to what Seth said, man, in my, in my band, my bass player, no one owes you a fucking thing. So, you know, you, you're creating a product that you want people to consume. So do it right. And if your music sucks okay it's not for you continue to write music if you're passionate about it great but you know in the realm of you know the real world there is a good and a bad song yeah that you can write you can write good music you can write bad music who decides what's good and bad the general public not you not me not me not you i mean i am part of the general public so i have my opinions and you know there there are some bands out there that it's crazy the ones that cry and 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 piss and moan the loudest are the shittiest bands. Yeah. Honestly, I like that's yeah. that's just my observation. You know, you've always been a forefront person on the, and there are a lot of us that feel this way. It's like, just be good. Like, yeah, don't do, suck. Do, don't suck. I mean, that's a and pretty basic will thing. Come around. If you do everything, yeah. you throw in all these great social media trips or uh, tricks and tips, and you and you're advertising. You've got great posters and great merch, like. But you, still, but you but suck. But you suck. It, it doesn't, doesn't mean work. shit. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, yes, yeah, some some people might pop in at the first show. Correct. And then you suck and you just, yeah. you know, tank. Then no one's coming back. And that's, man, and that's that's another thing where, like, uh, in this town, so I'm I'm all about original music. I love it. Right now, let, let's just stress that. Right that. now, you're 100% original music. Absolutely, like, 100%. No covers. Right zero yeah. covers for us. Um, and, and we have found a couple of bands that we really like to play yeah. with. Who are those? Uh, if you all right, so Iatomic, awesome oh, yeah, original so music. You know, it's like pop rock. They write some damn good songs. Yeah. I mean, Michael writes some great music. Um, Near Misses, we played with them a couple of times. Who's They're a young band? band. I don't even know all their names. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening to this but near misses. man they are phenomenal for how you know they're a younger band they they're not i don't think they've played that many shows but anytime we get the chance to we're gonna play on on a bill with those guys for sure um and then evan stock band oh yeah i mean of course everybody you know i'm sure a lot of people know who that dude is which you should have him on the show i should <laughs> i've I actually um, i i know a lot of mutual friends of that yeah, but i've never yeah, met we, him I, before and I yeah would like he's to a talk cool dude super cool dude yeah. um but yeah i mean so we found a few bands well, okay, Interstellar Cave Dweller. Oh, yeah. They're along the same uh, lines. Yeah. Um, Zach Sankey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've known that dude for a long time. Um, but bands like that that just write badass original music, yeah. we want to kind of be in that, you know, in that circle, I guess, and along similar genres or whatever so we can book shows together. Um, but, yeah, where the fuck was I going with that? I don't even remember. I don't even know what we said. I think, oh, I, we were talking <laughs> about you strictly doing original music at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and trying to push that as a this is what you want to do. Um, you've, you've done the cover stuff. You, you had a great mm-hmm. time with it. But now you want to focus on on just moving this forward as, as getting your original music out there, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, and I was going to talk about, like, venues. That's that's where yeah. we're going with that. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I try, to, I try to book shows with these other bands that are similar to ours. And they just write really good original music. 
Um, but the shitty thing is, so there's only a handful of venues in town or around that will even book an a- a original like lineup, Not right? Not many. And the ones that, that do it right are the ones that screen, right? So they'll say, okay, cool. Like, who's on the bill? All right, well, maybe not that band. Maybe pick another one or whatever. And I've had that happen. Venue owners and will say fine. that. Yeah, the owner or the booking person yep. for the bar or venue. Um, but then you have the flip side. And, and that works out fucking awesome. I love it because yeah. they're really wanting to put the best foot forward. And so from a consumer standpoint, right, because we're talking about the music business, the average Joe Schmo that walks is going to wander in and, you know, hey, there's there's live music tonight. Great. They come into the bar and they're like, this is total shit. I'm fucking leaving and I'm never coming never back. Never coming back. <laughs> but if they pre-screen the musicians, right, and they're yeah. like, all right, original music, cool. Let me see what you have and then we'll book you after we confirm that it's not shit. Um, then people come in, in off the street. They're like, wow, this is wow. This is actually pretty good. So I really appreciate those bars and those venues that do that. Now, there are some music venues and bars and things in town that do the opposite of that. And I fucking hate it. And I won't support it. I do support original music. I do support, you know, getting out there and, you know, um, like cutting your teeth and like, you know, working in the garage and like making a better sound. But the, but the venues and the places that support Everybody like, oh, you just create, you just made a band last week. Cool, we'll book you on Saturday. Fuck that, man. So that's ridiculous. What venue would that be? I mean, I don't, don't want to. I'm not calling call out any out. venues. You're just saying that there's, literally, there's if at I least two. A band there's tomorrow. two venues in town that I know of that do that, and I and I won't support it because you think it, it because hurts it hurts your chances. Of no, you not my it chances. Good, well, everybody's right. every everyone in the original music community. It hurts all of our chances because if you book a show and you're you're you, or you have an original venue, right? And you're selling tickets and you want people to come to your venue and support the arts, support original music, and you're not being selective. What happens is the general public does not have the tolerance for shitty music. The general public does not have the tolerance for like somebody that just started that they're working their way up. You know, like let's let's say it like it really is like, hey, this is a free show. This is a, a, a platform for emerging artists. Right. Not like come support original local music. No, because then you buy that ten dollar, fifteen dollar fucking ticket and it's horseshit. And it's just a, a wall did. of noise. It hits you in the face and it, there's not, it just sucks. And then you walk away and you're like, I'm never fucking going back. So that hurts the community in general. And this is my unpopular opinion. Like oh, I've been spewing that shit. I've been saying that shit for years, man. Ever since so, so, I moved so restate here. Restate your unpopular opinion. What? And put it in short form. What is your unpopular? All right. Opinion? So if you if you have a venue and it's all inclusive. Um, like anybody that wants to play can play. I'm not going to support it. I don't like it. It hurts us rather than helps us. Unpopular. Yeah, super unpopular. Well, I'm going to come back to mine, but but you, (laughs) you you brought me up something very important here. Is that the the reason why the reason why here's one of the reasons why I think cover bands get a really bad rap from original artists is that we've all seen them. Maybe eighty percent of cover bands are just—they're terrible. Yeah, they're. Fun. Oh yeah, hell I yeah. mean, trash. And like, and, and here's the thing: they're 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 maybe older. They just <laughs> learn how to play guitar. 
like, but here's the thing, people, more people are coming to their shows than an original band yeah. show just because they know the music. At least they know it, yeah. And so, so, so even, exactly. if you sh- even if you're terrible and you're so bad and you're hitting wrong notes, but you're playing Sweet Home Alabama, I can get drunk to that. I think we found, I think <laughs> we found a solution. Hey, all you musicians out there that are crying and pissing and moaning about no one coming to your shows because you kind of suck, start a cover band. <laughs> I mean, did, did, did we just solve it? Start a no, but, I think we solved the fucking problem. And I'm not even mad at problem. you for saying that. Like, because cause I, I was there, dude. I was oh, in original shit. bands. We've said it so many times. Oh, like, man. I used to see these giant crowds come to some of these bands. I'd be like, who? That guy? What? Yeah, what man, is I happening? See I see it, too. And, and as a serious musician, yeah. like, I fucking see it. And I... I just kind of shrug my shoulders and I'm like, all right, cool. But the, the cool thing is, again, going back, if you have a venue that supports original music, that actually screens it and that actually knows, okay, this band is going to be, they're going to kill it, right? They're going to kill it. This band is just going to kick ass, you know, and they book them and they book bands like that consistently, then the general public will start yes. to catch on to be like, wow, okay, all right, so it's a band I've never heard before. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yes. But until the venues around and the and just the, the industry and the community in general gets that fucking idea through their skulls, it's never yeah. gonna happen, man. Like you, it's it's a collaborative effort between all the musicians and the bars and venues and the people that book and all of that. If we can just figure that shit out, you know, it would be better for everybody. You're right, man. And we're just too far. I just don't know how you can get business owners to to collaborate together. You know, and that's the problem. Like when we talked about this last last Thursday about the too many events going on in the same mm-hmm. place. Like, yeah. yeah, it would be super great if we all talked to each other and said, hey, you're playing there, so I'm not going to play here, and then we'll flip-flop. But it, I just... I have some ideas about that, but I mean, it, I'd it would take... I'd love to hear them if you got them, It man. would take like, a huge, like... it take a huge effort. It, it would on everybody's part, and like maybe like some sort of a coalition or, or you union? know, a union. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Did you guys and, say and, union? Right. <laughs> and, but, and here's the thing. Card, Everybody bro. has to participate. Yeah, and that's the problem. Because that's and on and on the CR music scene page, you know, you see participation only when it pertains to them personally or whatever. Like, like I'll, I, I'm always following all the posts and everything, and like I'll dip in when it's something that I of am course, knowledgeable yeah. about or like that I that you know that I feel like I have an opinion that I'd like to share. Um, but the thing is, man, like. You know, there's there's people that are bitching about not getting gigs and not doing that, but they're not actively participating. They're not actively engaging, and then they want to bitch and moan about it, but they're not doing anything. It's like, man, it's just it's modern like, day society at this point, right? It's now we all a bunch have a of platform. Little, all everybody gets a trophy, fucking kids. That's you know, exactly what it is. and now we have a platform to discuss how pissed off we are about not getting included into this thing or, but I, I mean like, and this, this will be, this won't be the greatest thing to say in the world, but I just, so honestly, um, I think it was hard enough. Let's Sorry. go back to like early two thousands yeah, or late nineties. If you were in a band, an original band in Iowa, it was going to be pretty hard for you to, to make it like to write, to get noticed to get right. a record deal, to get on the radio, get MTV. Now it is actually easier than ever to get your – you can live in Iowa and get your stuff out there. Sure, but yeah. I actually think it's even harder now to get to, – to make it living here in Iowa being original music because there is so much. I, I recently have found three to four bands just through – 
random Apple Music searches and Spotify. Yeah, I, that see I'm like, him. I see them too. That I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest original song I've heard in a long time. And they have 400 Facebook fans. Yep. And, and yep. like nobody, their YouTube page has five views. There's You're like, oversaturation. What? It's so oversaturated. So but, like, I don't think you can reasonably think as an original band that you will be the next Kings yeah, of Leon. Like, I just don't think it's a reasonable thought to have it. Well, point. here's a here's the reason why, right? Again, going back to everybody gets a fucking trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit out there. And just like, it's the same thing with cover bands. You said like 80% of it's shit. Well, 80, probably a higher percentage of original acts and bands are, sh- they're cranking out a bunch of shit yeah. music. Just kind of so. Right. In order to find the good ones, right, or the ones that you'd want to listen to, that you can just put a record on it and just listen to it all the way through, it's going to take a lot of sifting through a bunch of shit. Even more. (laughs) Yes, to find those bands. You may just be a one-off, like it just pops up on a sponsored ad or something, and like, wow, that's pretty good, because I've seen that. And I'm like, damn, these guys are good. I'm going to fucking follow that. Okay, cool. Right, but... There's just so much shit that you have to sift through. And again, like these venues that are booking these bands and booking these shows, like, you know, you go in one week and it's like, fuck, that was an awesome lineup, right? That was just fucking awesome. The next week you go back because you're like, original music, let's do it. You go back and it's just god awful. So what yeah. do you what do you where do you go from there? What do you do as a consumer, right? As a as a just a music lover in general, not necessarily like musically inclined, but how do you how do you interpret that and like and what do you do going forward? You know, you really have to work hard to and like dig through all the shit to find good music. So it's just like the internet now, but it's in person. It's, it's crazy, man. And so that's why the whole cover band versus original thing like all goes crazy because again, you said it best, man. Like they know the songs already. So even if it is it. terrible, they know they know it. the songs. They're gonna just get drunk and fucking you know sing along to it, whatever. Then you laugh about how it's how it's wrong together. Yeah, and that's what you get to do. Yeah. Oh, they messed yeah. that part up, but they're still fine. Exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just tough, man. It's just, it's a tough world out there for for the original guys. It for is sure. and, and gals and gals. Do you think? I mean, do you think it's possible? I used to think in in my younger days that like because uh, it was a great it was there was a really great original scene from the. From the early 90s through the mid-2000s. Not just here, everywhere. Yeah, well, everywhere. everywhere. Correct, yeah. But in Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, like, it was really cool. And there were some really unbelievably amazing bands that I mm. thought maybe might be able to do something. Um, and, and, you know, it didn't really. There were some small successes and stuff. But do you legitimately think that a musician or an artist from here could write original music and could, like, take it to the next level? Absolutely. From, yeah, so? yeah, absolutely. And here's why. Um because again, it's all—it's a music industry, right? If you write, a, if you have a good product, um, all it takes is just the right marketing strategy or the right—you know—being at the right place at the right time. You know, that does happen still. It does. And so, as long as you have a good product and you're doing everything you can, you know, on social media and this and that. That's the best you can do. But the good product is going to carry you yeah. fucking so much farther than doing all those things and having a shitty product, right? So <laughs> just like recently, there's a friend um, that I'm friends on Facebook with. Uh, I'll just say it's Naomi. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Good old. yeah, I, I think I saw this conversation. <laughs> and she's maybe. talking about this. I don't even know about that pan, Patreon. Pan, Patreon. Okay, I, I've never heard of that. Didn't so even in know case, that that and, was. And hang on to that thought. In yeah. case people don't know what that is, that is actually yeah. like a crowd funding 
website for artists. So like Shit, if you go, I, hey, yeah. I write original music and you believe in me and it takes a lot of money to do this, I want you to give me X amount of dollars a month and in return right. I will give you private content. I will oh, leave sure. you voicemails. Okay. I will write right. you handwritten lyrics or whatever. Yeah. And there are people um, That's cool. There are people that make careers super and cool. livings out of that stuff Absolutely. because their fan base is saying, I want to help you. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, you're, I guess you're circumventing the whole, you know, AR reps and the, the, you, the, you, you know, the, the yeah. big wigs. The at fans the fucking are music putting game. the money into your pocket. Yeah, that's super cool. A record label. Yeah. So well, that's what Naomi was asking about on her post. Yeah. And so I hadn't, I, I knew nothing about that. And she and she's just like, hey, what can I do? You know, I'm doing all of this, and like, what can I do? Because nobody's really responding. And I, I fucking, and in my true fashion that I do sometimes on Facebook, I was like, just don't suck. <laughs> that was like how I left and, it. And, and you did not like, mean it to Naomi. No, like, and she doesn't. She doesn't she suck. suck. Okay, honestly, if if it was a shitty musician that posted something you like that, I right. wouldn't have said anything. See, I would have kept my mouth uh, shut because I'm a I nice said. fucking guy. I'm a nice dude in that sense, right? But like, uh, I'm gonna be blunt, and like, I wish I could say that kind of shit to the to the to the musicians out there that suck, and they just don't even they don't they can't they have the inability to put their song against some really awesome music and say. You know what? Yeah, they're the same. Like, that's me, what I they think it's actually better. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do, and it's like so. Anyway, so Naomi, like I was like, hey, just don't suck. It doesn't and exist. It, it was. It, it, it kind of had a funny little flow to it, but yeah, I mean, that's the that's the general idea of like, man, I've been spewing that shit since I moved to this community, you know, and very so, unpopular. Like uh, some other, especially no, but, original artists. That some of them, man, no. Like I've had people say some really fucked up shit to me because those are my opinions, and. It is what it is, man. I mean, I, I'm on. I've I've worked both sides of it. You totally so, have. And that's where that's, allowed, that's where I come to from. Say that. I, dude, I've been I've been in metal hardcore bands before in my past, and like, there's only so many people that will come out to see a metal show. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, like, no it, matter it's a how hard good genre, you man, are, it's hard. Yeah, but, but there's so many there's so many different genres, like. You're only going to peak at a certain amount of people if you're in X genre. Age groups too, like and metals. Metals, yeah. metals, like got a huge. I mean, in this community alone, like, dude, the, the metal scene's pretty fucking it awesome. Is. Actually, it's great. Honestly, it's a really awesome scene. But you know, you try to book a show at yeah. any fucking venue that's going to hold the amount of people that you want to fucking attend and the age, you know, gap. It's just fucking hard, yeah. man. It's just a hard sell, you know? So shit like that is always happening. So how do we, like, you know, this is the, the, the effort of this page and this podcast is to constantly be like, how do we make the scene and the page better? Like, how do we keep creating something that will help people out like like what do you think we can do continuing to move forward i think we keep talking about it i right. think we need to have more like meetings like like face-to-face meetings mm-hmm. um but the the conversation needs to keep going and that's what's going to change it i think because you know and and honesty man like can we just be honest i mean and you, uh, like i'm brutally honest at times a lot of the time but let's just be honest and just like I don't know. Everybody's offended nowadays. Yeah. You know, and you can't, you can't be honest and you can't share your opinion because people are going to go, go off on this freaking tantrum. But I mean, you know, I don't know if you have those people in your life, but having friends and bandmates that are brutally honest to you, fuck yeah, it's the most important thing you could have. I will show my wife so many times. I'll be like, Hey, what do you think about this video? And she'll go, 
All right. And then I know. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. I got to go back to the drawing board. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Now stop okay. talking. <laughs> Remember that story that I was going to loop back around mom. to about my mom? Yes. All right. I got it written down here. So. Funny story, oh, mom. Oh, fuck. It's crazy, man. Um, I've, I've had a crazy j- musical journey, actually. Uh, um, I, I had some record label interest back when I was like 17. I remember that. And, um, you know, uh, fucking my, my mom did not want to pay for me to go out and meet the the A&R reps and um, I'm, I'm really pissed about that still now in my still? adult life you're like yes. mom like that was my like oh god I could have fucking made you think, it you know? do you think you were good enough back then to have actually done something I think so I think so but she didn't feel that I was okay. here, here's we're gonna segue into this this little thing so I had a band back when I was you know 17 18 and and uh, we recorded we went to the studio we saved up all our fucking you know lawnmowing money and shit and uh, we went and recorded and I was so excited so pumped about it and I showed my mom like hey listen to the CD you know and she's like all right cool we put it in she listens to it all the way through doesn't say anything and at the end she's like man she's like all right did did you uh, did you give that? You send it out. You know, did you just give it out to anybody yet? And I was like, no. And she's like, all right, don't. Oh <laughs> man! But okay, can you? But, that's like such a hard burn. Now was she right though? Fuck yeah, she was. Okay, because I because I, I still have it by the way, and I and I've listened to it. And yeah, it was god awful, man. It was AJ, like you've done that before. Have you listened to your old band <laughs> stuff? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Where you used to think that was the jam. Yeah, this is the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And then you listen back. <laughs> we had that same kind of thing, like uh, when kidnapped. We went up and did our first real, real recording of yeah. a Mankato, we're, Minnesota. And we got yeah. to the big studio. Oh, yeah. yeah, we thought we were a big shit, and then you know. We got there and we realized like this is a studio that hadn't been open for like three years. There's still dust on the boards. There's like Ooh. still dust on the floor, and like it's in the bottom of this church. And we got there and we're working with a guy who had just started there and like he was trying to get it going. And we listened to it. We like we had the we had the old idea of like we're gonna do ten songs in a week. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we got the whole album in a week. Recording is a process, and then, man. And then like we got there and we got we were we had a week. We got to day uh, four and a half, and and our <laughs> the guy we were working with was like, "Yeah, guys, we got to trim this down a little bit." And like, so we just at that point it started like kind of going down a little bit, down, down, down. Oh, we'll get rid of a cool we'll get couple rid of, songs. We, so we'll pull some songs, we'll pull some old ones, pull some like and and so on and so forth. And by the time we had it, you know, the snare sounded like paper, and the like the guitars like didn't have like much low to it. Like those little things that you start to realize and you're like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> that sounds like an engineering problem. Like well, your engineer did thing. not know what the fuck he was so, doing. And that's what I was going to ask you about yeah. yours. Was it, was it your material or was it the engineering process or the, or the, the recording of it? It was the producing. The producing. Right? So okay. I, I, I had a good product because honestly, I, actually play those songs now with my band now yeah, yeah. I've, so they I, good they're songs. fucking old okay. ass songs but I that's something people don't really know like these are not new songs that we like when I started the band I, I said hey I have like the fucking like 50 songs let's pick like the best and like let's roll with that but some of them were on that actual CD that we made and I think it was just you know producing it like that there People was issues with, with well there was you. issues with the levels and yeah. things like that and they were and, and, and it was like a a fucking project studio in some guy's basement, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't like super legit. And, you know, that was some of the problems with that. And that, man, and that's another thing, like, 
you know, a good recording is, is, is pretty crucial. Like if you're putting yourself out there, if you can't get a good recording and it just sounds like shit and you're just thinking, well, it's like a professional recording. So we just have to put it out there. If you have a live recording, that's better fucking Do just it. put that, even if it's a little wonky and it's, you know, the, the, it's like a crazy like video and you can't even see anybody, but the audio is decent. Like just put a good product out there. It's You're absolutely right, you dude. Know, and since mean, this is your era, you might know this. Uh, I was one of the biggest Pearl Jam fans in the entire world back in the 90s. I don't know how big you were on them. Uh, you if know, you're talking Soundgarden, cool, you're getting in there a little bit. They're all right. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> have you ever noticed? a huge fan. But, I was huge back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that if you ever hear Even Flow, that was from their first album, uh, track two, if you ever hear that on the radio, it's always a live version. It's never, oh. ever, ever the studio version. And I yeah. one day I finally was like, what the hell? I looked it up, and they're like, they just look back at that recording as being just they couldn't nail Trash, it. yeah. Really? They, they, they just put it out, and they said, man, we couldn't nail, we couldn't nail that recording. Um, yep. so it's you're, it's you're different, man. The right. studio environment it, is... <laughs> Yeah, the studio environment is totally different. And it's funny, like, you'll have, like, you'll go in, like, because I have a little project studio that we record our shit at, right? Yeah. And and so, like, we'll, we'll just kind of, like, practice, you know? Yeah. And, and then... We're like, oh, got this down, cool. And then we go, and as soon as you hit record, <laughs> something now happens. You can't nail it. Something fucking happens, it dude. Is. Where, where they're like, oh, no, no. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like uh, the, that white coat syndrome, you know, when you're going yeah, to get honestly, your blood pressure taken. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. And you know, your blood pressure is like super high, but it's just because the doctor's like making you nervous. You're, yeah, you're, it's dude, kind of the and, same. and those are the experiences that you need to gain. You can't just learn guitar. And write four songs and be like, "Cool, I'm the next. I'm the next huge band." Like you have to go through so many. Yeah, you have to write shitty songs. You got to play shitty shows. You got to learn how to be in the studio. You got to get the right bandmates. I mean, like, you can't yeah, just do it. You can't just be like, "Cool, look at us. We're the best See, band man, ever." That's that's why I really love what I do because you know I I feel like I write pretty good music. And I've got this band that finally I found yeah. a band. Found the right guys. Oh right? shit! It took. Seth was the first one. When I when I fucking landed that, I was so ecstatic, man. Like, okay, that dude. I, I've I've known him for a while. Like of him, right? Yes, yes. And he's, he's known of me. For a long time. He's known of me too, you yes. know. And and so finally, when I was like throwing it out there, like I'm starting a band, you know. Like he oh, came and auditioned, and just it was magic, man. Uh, auditioned, like magic. yeah, you knew you were like hire I knew. Him, I was like I was like I can I can ho I hoped <laughs> that he wanted to play with me, you know. And yeah, for fu some fucking reason he did. So, um, and we found a sleeper drummer. Like, uh, what's your drummer's name again? Jason Cleveland. Yes, because I had never he heard. He's a before, fucking sleeper. To tell dude. you what, dude, I saw He's you guys. Good. I saw you at that He's last iAtomic show that you played at Tailgaters, and yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. your band was tight as fuck. Yeah, we've only been together a year, man. But I think the the whole the reason we're so tight, and we've got a long, man, we got a long ways to go, but. It's because we've all been doing this shit for years, you know. And then when you Perfected. get those, when you get those those musicians that that have been doing it for a long time, you know, separately, and then get them together, shit just sort of starts yeah, to fall into place, magic. you know. Yeah, it's super cool, and it's and it makes the writing process go so fast, and it's you know, it's not it's not like it was back when we were in high school. No, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's respect for the craft at this point when you get to be like older in that and you've you've done all those things that you get that you're talking about, you know, your due paying and all those yeah. things. There's a respect that comes along with that. And then when you start respecting the process and you don't think that you're just supposed to be big after your first three shows, 
in your own hometown yeah. that probably didn't go okay. Yeah, we, we've know? all been there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> that's like that's the that's that's the magic of of having the experience of it. Just I remember that man. I just remember like thinking like. After that first show, when I was a kid, high school, I just knew I was going to be big time, man. That's what it was, right? Oh, I mean, man, yeah. And, but, like, now you respect the process, and I, yeah, like, that's that's my thing. And to take it back around, like, I mean, you know, you, you got to be lying if you're saying that you, you don't want that attention that you used to get in, like, 2010. Yeah. Like I was like, just like, having that I'm conversation. I'm doing it for myself, yes, mm-hmm. but, man, if people can recognize what I'm doing and like it, you're fucking lying if you don't want to see that, man. Like, you're doing this so that people can enjoy it. And if they yeah. do, hell yes. I literally just had that conversation with, with my drummer, Jason. Yeah, I was. I, we were talking about, like, my glory days, you know? And, <laughs> oh, and I was like, days. man, I can't wait till, like, all of, like, the whole band, like, all of us are, like, we'll be out. And they're like, oh, you guys are in the want. Like, you the look, yeah, look, exactly. you know, like. I, yeah, I would love for that to happen. It again. doesn't like, go. That would be, no, hell no, it never does. Yeah. Walking, walking on a stage in front of a ton of people and having. I mean, you're super recognizable. You're Everybody knows Mike Schulte. Everybody <laughs> knows me, man. Everybody knows they know me in other towns now, <laughs> yeah. not just Cedar Rapids. Yes, yeah, uh, cool. but but I'm but but the important thing about that is yes, w- w- like our band is on a high right now and we're doing great things, but like. We are all very humble about it. Like I, th- I was going to say, yeah, you guys are, and that is the key. I think you can't. We can't be. You now, be had this happened, too. like when I was twenty-two, <laughs> I'd be the biggest super fucking cocky in the entire world. But I, but we're humble. Like we're we're lucky to be doing what we're doing. All of us, anyone listening to this, is lucky to even know how to play music. Mm. We're better off than any other person that doesn't know how to strum a guitar or play drums or write music or has never felt that. Me and AJ have talked about this forever. That moment when there's four to five people playing in perfect unison and you've been working at it for months and all of a sudden there's that moment on stage. Like we know that and the general public does not know that. They don't know what that they feels see it, like. Though. They see they it. They see it, but they don't know what that feels like. That's that's one thing that uh, you know, if they can see it like that, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. When you're up there and you're just maybe like sitting on a chair playing your guitar, <laughs> like, or like, like turning back, you know, having your back to the crowd and like yep. looking at your drummer, um, that doesn't do anything for people out there. But I think it's when chill. you, when you are playing and you're getting into it and you look over and you're like, yeah, and you're like shaking your Bro. head and you're like pointing, yeah, and you're like pointing at him, like, and you just have this big smile on your face, like, yeah, that, that was a fucking awesome solo. You know, you you're turn to your guitar so player. Yeah, people see people fucking see that man. They do. They see when that. You go to shows. Do you? Is I that, fucking that's see that, and I'm at. like, dude, that's cool. They're Look having those a moment. Guys are actually friends. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's important, <laughs> yes. man. And I think all those things, like we just keep doing that. You know, we'll get the general public yep. more involved in, and all of that. But I agree, man. Well, well. Last yeah. thing I really want to ask you about then is like, I mean, where, where do you want to go from here? Where, where? What's next? What's the next five years look like for you in the band? I honestly, I'm 36 years old and I still have that fucking pipe dream. Yep. <laughs> I swear to God, Any day, it's right? never going to go away, man. Like it uh, shouldn't I, I go had, away. I had some label interest back when I was younger. I had a, a publishing company approach me and wanted to buy music. And I just held on. I was like, no, nah, this, these are my songs. Like, yeah. you know, but, and that was back in Texas, you know, here I am now and I want this band to just go where it goes. You know, we're all uh, like we're creating awesome music and that is the extent of it at the moment. But if it goes any further, I would be ecstatic. And uh, and that was a stipulation. When I started this band, everybody in the band's got kids. Mm-hmm. 
I just had a baby. Jobs. Yeah, yeah jobs, yeah. careers. And I said, hey, guys, if, just if, something happens, is it cool if we kind of take this to the next level? That was a stipulation to join the band. Like, yeah, I think that, that could we could make that work. So if it happens, it happens. But, uh, you know, in my musical journey, it's not anywhere near from being over. Yeah. So we will see what happens. But as far as, like, the CR music scene, what I want to see is more unification. I want to see a more unified, you know, scene. And, and we can't make any changes unless we just start getting together and working with with each other and you know like okay um we've got uh, max and his and his the, the app that he's got yeah. that yeah. you know That'd and I, every time that i'm free like i i work out of town a lot but you know anytime i'm back in town and i'm uh, available Is that how you find your information yeah That's fuck yeah. I, I go mine. i go on that and i go out to shows i'll hit three four places in one night yeah. yeah and i don't understand like all these people are bitching about no one comes to my shows you know how do you you know why do the pork tornadoes get all these people well why don't you go attend other people's shows and then they will reciprocate. And that is kind of how it goes. Like, don't just go and, you know, Sorry, attend small. the shows that your close buddies are, are in the band. Yes, do that. But also go expand, go out and support everybody. Dude, in the last you two know? years, I've probably seen, I've probably seen 30 to 40 bands that I've never seen before in the yeah, last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, Because me I'm too. making it a point to be like, okay, Iowa Live Music app, okay, I've seen those guys. Uh, I'll get to them if I can, but this band I've never seen. I mm-hmm. got to go see them. You know, yep. like get, get into like your, your bills that you've had with all these bands that I've uh, – in the original scene, I don't get a, to be a part of that that much. I'm getting to see it because I'm going to the shows. And you know how that feels. We talk about that with everybody. You see other musicians in the crowd, you're just like – Thank you. Thank you for coming. Hell yeah. Now and I'll, I'll go support see and, and there's shout outs too. Like if I see somebody that's, you know, that I know, I'll yeah. fucking shout out on stage like, oh, what's going on? I always Check do that. Check their band always out. See that awesome, shit. right? Yep. Like the uh, last set, we're at CRL and I saw my buddy Zach Cool. You know, he's an acoustic artist. He, he gets out there and fucking rolls in. I'm like, what's up, Zach? You know, and I'm on stage, on the mic. On the mic. Yep. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. That's that's how you do it. And then people will be like, well, oh, well, who's that? You know, and then oh, they should might. I, should I know who that is? But if, if we're more unified, you know, if yeah. we, we supported one another a little bit better. You're right, man. I, you I don't know? know if it's, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think we've at least gone some steps into the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, can we 100% have this utopian music society? It's not going to happen. It doesn't work. As like long that, as the man. pork tornadoes are in this scene, it's not going to work. <laughs> all right, guys. Everybody loves you, but everybody hates you. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy. All right. <laughs> Everyone hates to love you. My God. They do. Yeah. Love to hate me. 10 things I hate about you. But, uh, Oh shit. I didn't tell you my unpopular opinion. Oh, okay. We need this. Let's do it. What is uh, it? So you get to Go. pick either number one or number two. I have two of them. Mm-hmm. So one of them, the one you don't pick, we'll get Said it at a later sure, date sometime, sure. but you can pick number one or number two. I've got them right here. I'm going to go number two. Okay. Ready for this? Hit me. In your Facebook events for your band, <laughs> stop saying name of your band rocks Chrome Horse. Like, oh, don't put I've the term rocks <laughs> in your Facebook event. Is that a pet peeve that's just like a really... Yeah, like, yeah. like we know you're going to rock. You don't have to say it in the Facebook event. But do okay? we though? Tears do down. we though? Well, actually, we don't know. Do actually, I'm questioning that you're actually going to rock if you're telling me this in your Facebook I event. feel like, yeah, I feel like it's like, you know, when there's like a like a pedophile or something, like, but I'm a really nice guy. Like, I'm, but like seriously, <laughs> just, if you just let me by that school, uh, you'll see how nice of a guy I am. We're going to rock. rock. Softly knocks on the door of tailgaters. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what? And again, oh, to, to prove 
that I'm not always correct, and if your band does this, I'm sorry. But like Hairball, uh-huh. probably the most uh, impressive band of the Midwest does that on every Facebook event, and they're fine. They're doing just fine. They're doing great. So you know what? If you want to put it in there, do it. Go for it. And that's what makes it your opinion, Mike. It's is my because, opinion. Because there are people maybe yes. flourishing but while doing it, but also people who are not flourishing and doing that sort of thing. I it's like you can probably do a benefit to yourself <laughs> by not doing it when you're trying to get people there. Like, and this is also the point to remind you for the 100 millionth time, if you're creating a Facebook event, say the name of your band and the name of the venue in the title. Please do that. that for the yeah. 1 millionth time, please do that. Right on. But don't say rocks. But don't in between use them. rocks as a verb. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a period or something in between sure. them. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, Josh, thanks for coming, man. I, yeah, I, thanks I, for having I, me. I appreciate everything you've done. I've been a pleasure knowing you since 2008. Uh, I'm excited to see what the once got up their sleeve here coming soon. Um, check these guys out. Uh, you got any shows coming up? We do not. We're in the studio right now. Ah, the studio. Yep, yep. We got a new uh, single. It's called Bloodshot Eyes. Look, look out for it. We're gonna release it pretty soon here. I'm super proud about that. It's yeah. a song we all wrote together. Sweet. A lot of the songs are just all old songs of that course. I've just had here for forever. Yeah. And then they're adding their own parts. But this one we all wrote as a band, and we're super proud of it. So oh, Bloodshot yes. Eyes from the Want. You know, we're gonna release that pretty soon here. He so. might. Josh might even give us a little 30 second snippet of that to put at the end of this episode. You sure. Never know. I will. Actually, I, it'll be at the beginning of the episodes because Gloria takes us out. So. Okay. All right. So, cue Gloria. Gloria. Josh, thanks for coming, man. Thank you. Thanks, All right. Man. Later. <laughs>